Absolute Rally, powered by the Kielder Works team. Cordless tools tailored for the world of motorsport. Hello everyone, welcome to Absolute Rally, episode 8, season 25. And I'm, I enjoy saying that at this point because the only person with me at the top of the podcast is Trevor Agnew. And I know you care so much about our seasons and episode numbers. Hello, Trev. Hello, how are we doing? We're all right, we're all right. It's just you and me this week. Well, I say it's just you and me. It's just this week is very like, if you remember that 90s or stroke early 2000s uh, comedy show, The Fast Show. Which oh, was, do I remember The Fast Show? It was uh, one of the best. Oh, suit you. Um, and um, I've kind of, this week's pod's a bit like that. So we're going in and out of different different things. So there's a little bit with me and you. Then we're going to um, Craig Drew, who, of course, was alongside Chris Ingram on winning the Northwest Stages, first event for them. Then we're going over to the guys at the Rally DNA podcast, a new podcast that's come out, and I wanted to talk to them about that. And then we finished off with Brendo, uh, Brendan Reeves. So, Jeez, have you given up work or something? Yeah, because that's all I do now. That's all, that's all I do. Man. I just I just sit here every week and just cheer out podcasts, and that's how I earn a living. <laughs> uh, yeah, as if. Hey, listen. Now I was on Northwest Stages. Unfortunately, I didn't see. I seen the car you were in the week before. Didn't see your your, your driver. Um, but I did see a lot of machinery there. It was lovely to be back around the service park, and and that was obviously you you were out on a rally as well at the weekend. Yeah, I was just visiting. It's just spectating. <laughs> just visiting. <laughs> Love it. I, 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 the pressure all came off when you do that. Um, yeah, so it was a case going over to see my folks after the uh, rally in the Lake District, uh, heading off across Northern Ireland. And I thought, when well, I'm coming back, I may as well drive down Ireland, visit West Cork, because a year ago we did that uh, wonderful little show about how brilliant the rally was, because there was no rally. And the guy said, why don't you come next year? So I took him up on the invitation, went along, and um, I spent a couple of days just working remotely in a hotel there, and ended up going to the pre-rally sponsors party, and it all kicked off from there, really. Oh, wow. Yeah, just... <laughs> 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 That's where I lost my voice. You notice it's a wee bit dodgy at the minute. So I, mean, uh, I was just about, you still sound hungover as we record <laughs> this, and it's Wednesday. There's a couple of things here. One is I uh, traditionally stopped drinking New Year's Eve until Paddy's Day, and uh, that Thursday was Paddy's Day, so and uh, disaster written all over. But it wasn't so bad. I had, uh, had good fun with the guys. Uh, what what hospitality they have. Anybody who wants to go to a rally where you feel really welcome, it's not just a method. It does actually happen. The whole chronic guilty, bear in mind, that there's no rally for two years. But, you know, Kevin O'Driscoll, the press officer of the event, who's been very... Uh, we've worked together on that live show. Steve Davis, Clark, of course, Greg McCarthy, who's been there a long time. And, uh, yeah, and then... Every Everybody else who just joins in and, uh, of course, all the volunteers. and It's just a great, great event. Well, uh, you know, obviously you were sending me the odd video and there was a couple of messages and I was, I was kind of keeping an eye on it as well while I was watching Northwest Stages stuff. Um, that's, 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 that's usually a, a term that has been used um, a lot over the years, but fever. Um, and there definitely seems to be fever again for the Irish Tarmac series, uh, and also obviously for, for, for the R5, and I suppose for the Volkswagen Polo as well. You know, it seems to be the car to have. Um, okay, Josh Moffat, um, won in the Hyundai, uh, i20R5, but, uh, the rest of, uh, the second, third, and fourth, all in Polos. But, um, the, you know, after this two year gap, I suppose, um, Trev, is, 
it seems rally's going bonkers everywhere. I was speaking to, we're talking to Brendan Reeves and said at the end of the podcast about this. Um, what's it like on the Irish tarmac scene? You know, as I say, it, at the entry, entry was, that alone was phenomenal. Um, but what's it like when you get, is, you know, are we, are we getting back to the heyday? Are we getting back to normal? I suppose a little bit clumsily I'm trying to get to. Yeah, it's definitely like 2019. You remember Craig was in there, you calmed the vine, you know, Ali Fisher, um, and Johnny Gray, those guys, uh, having a proper rattle at the front. And it was back to that. It was really interesting. Uh, sponsor of the show, Killian Duffy, uh, was walking in the park for me. So Upton McKillian had a chat with him. And, uh, of course, prior to going to the first stage and a lot of guys knew machinery, um, you could see the nervous tension apart from one guy, Sam Moffat, who is in his starlet. And he's actually laughing at a good, good chat with Sam because he's, uh, moved out of all this pressure. He says, see those guys over there. You can tell that they're chatting, but they're not really here. They're focusing on what's going to happen at the end of this first stage. And it definitely was like that. The, the type of rally in West Cork, they're ultra fast the stages. So of course, when you get to the end of that first stage and you, get to the stop control, you could be 10 seconds down. That could effectively be a rally over. You just don't know. And uh, one one guy you did mention earlier is Callum Devine, of course, who led the rally from the start, and then Fiesta, uh, which used to be the dominant car, and now you've got Fiestas, you've got uh, Polos, you say, of course, the Hyundai won it. And uh, it was just incredible, the pace, like the first stage in Ardfield. Amazing. Uh, the part where I was on was flat out downhill, really quick right-hander, and then you're basically driving across the causeway flat out. And uh, just to watch the pace down there is, is crazy, crazy. And and every car passes you for the first, like, 10 minutes, 20 cars or whatever. There's another quarter of a million. There's another quarter of a million. But driven absolutely on the case. Like, right from the start, there were six guys in contention. She had Callum Devine, you Kathy McCourt, Marion Evans, Johnny Greer, Josh Moffat, Alistair Fisher. Uh, and then uh, you get uh, Josh and Callum just getting a wee bit of an edge in the other four. But the other four were covered by virtually nothing. And can you imagine, you know, if we had right-hand drive cars as well, and there's a bit of controversy around that, which I'm not quite sure as to why we don't have right-hand drive R5 cars. Adam Hall and Rally Insights, who I was with for the Saturday, what a top guy he is, and uh, he's across everything. Uh, but he wrote a fantastic article, and, and basically nobody from what I can gather seems to know why we don't have right-hand drive R5 cars in Ireland yet, even though it's been authorised by the FIA. That's just what um, I because yeah. Gary Jennings was, was all, all set to do, wasn't he? He had to pull his entry last minute. Well, he decided to pull his entry because, as I understand it, again, it's just maybe I'm missing some things here, so apologies if I am, but uh, he was promised, he was given assurances that he would be able to join in the main field. So if you remember Galway, he was effectively in his own rally, so he wasn't able to score points in the Tarmac Championship. Uh, but once he found out that wasn't the case, I think that's why he pulled the entry. And not just him, you've got Aaron McHale, who's a couple of polos, who's going to convert to right-hand drive. And there are other gentlemen drivers, I'm sure, who join in as well. So the field of R5 is incredible. I just... You know, the spectacle that we saw there, Tony, we've talked about plenty of times. If we had a little bit more noise, maybe a bigger restrictor in those cars, you don't need anything else at the top of the World Championship, I don't think. And bearing in mind, if you're in the World Championship, you've got maybe five or six manufacturers of three cars each. And you can imagine these guys, if uh, World Rally came to Ireland next year, Northern Ireland, um, you, you've got this field of guys who'd be up there. And I, I reckon if Craig Breen, who was on the rally, uh, 
he, he was there spectating. Uh, if Craig Breen was in this field, he'd be getting the tight as well. And, you know, he alluded to that in 2019. So you throw these guys in as national local competitors versus the best in the world with all the importer money that will help the other guys get there. What a championship. Like 30, 35 cars. Um, going absolutely flat out, 20 of which you could probably set a top three time. Um, and that's before we get to the modified, which is absolute nuts again. Like Rob Duggan on that first stage in that right-hand corner, he just didn't lift. And amazing talent, as we all know. And uh, just great to see, you know, to be able to go and spend a Saturday is a long, long time I expected in Irish Rally. And to get three stages done on the Saturday was, was just really good to see how healthy everything is. I must admit, I found it, unfortunately, for various, I couldn't get out onto the stages. I would say I was, I was, I was with the guys. I was up at Toxport on, on Friday on the Northwest stages and I was just milling round, yeah, Mycecroft College where, where everything was and, uh, with Big John, Big John Desborough was there. So I <laughs> did he pitch up? Wow. He did. Yeah. So he bought me a coffee and everything. Bless him. He um, said he would. Yeah, no, fair play. So John will be back with us next week and we'll, we'll talk more about it, uh, with John next week. Obviously we've got Craig Drew coming up anyway, but, and um, where I'm going with this, Trev, is that it just felt nice to be back around stuff. I mean, we take it for granted. Um, I think we all took rallying for granted and we all take, you know, aside from everything else, just being out and, you know, like-minded people, I suppose. We just, we've just missed out, haven't we? It just feels like we've missed out so much over the last couple of years. People being cooped up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Furnace is still a bit of COVID about. I actually got asked to do the rally. I got proposed to do the rally on the Wednesday. Um, but I was working remotely and couldn't commit to the recce. I wouldn't have done it anyway, as you know, I'm retired now. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a proper seat. It would have been good. I'm not saying who, but, uh, yeah, it, uh, it happens. You, yeah, you're absolutely right. I have to mention Mr. Weirden, of course, he finished 18th in his Hyundai. I think he won his class again, even with the car cutting out. Um, Brilliant to see, and there's some videos of that car poking about, and from the inside it's impressive, the noise from the outside it sounds fantastic, and fair play to Neil that he's able to build something that is a bit different and sounds a bit different and certainly puts smiles on your face when you're in it. So I couldn't agree more. If you're stood in the bank, did you hear it? Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, seen yeah, it yeah. and heard it, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a proper little thing. Um, I remember how it started life. Do you know, do you know how that car started? I'm sure he must have told you. Yeah, uh, well, it was built by SBG for Top Gear, I think, originally. Yeah, then and it, it eventually found its way to Aaron John Mahon, Johnny Mahon was running it. Yeah. And then Neil bought it, and of course, he, he felt it didn't have the legs, so he put that two-liter Duratec on it. Yeah, no, mega, mega. One thing I have to say, and I don't like normally doing this, by the way, uh, completely unrelated, just going back to West Cork, yeah. the entry list was not only impressive, but the retirement list is like the equivalent of another rally within itself. Hmm. You look at the 58 retirements, yeah. which is just bonkers. You know, the, the retirement list alone would be a good enough rally. You, do, 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 do you know what I'm getting at? It, it's bonkers. Well, to have that many retirements um, and the quality of retirements, what I mean is by that is the, is the cars as well and the drivers. Yeah. You know, it, it just seems nuts. Mate, when you when you drive those stages, you don't understand it. Yeah. <laughs> and and I don't imagine there too many small ex- crashes. But equally in the northwest stages, you know, so still part of Neil's chat group, and the guys are putting on some photographs there. And uh, that's a tricky sound rally. It looked as if it it wasn't a simple, straightforward race up there. No, it it, it looked very um, uh, very undulating, very bumpy, almost almost dare I say, but you know, bumpy tar like. 
not like over over the other side, but yeah, mm-hmm. as I say, I, I must I must admit, it gave me a bit of a wake up call. I thought, mm, do, would I go tarmac rallying again? I'm not entirely sure anymore. Not entirely sure. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, as I say, we, we we just wanted to doff our caps to the guys over on West Cork anyway. Um, a, a fantastic efforts all round. Uh, and I have to say a, a special, a special shout out. Again, I always say this. One of my old co-drivers, Jonathan Jackson, alongside Manny and Evans, um, you know, they've been together now for probably nine years, I think it is. And they've been in various cars and, you know, they've very much gone the tarmac route now. And it, I, I think that win's not far away to, to go over yeah. there and mix it with those guys. He's very, very close now. He's very, very close. Really nice guy as well. Really yeah, nice and, and I met Marion and, and JJ for the first time on Friday night, I think it was. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and to see them on the pace again, it, it took them a little while to get into it this time, but once they did, as I said, you, you'd got Callum and you'd got Josh up front, maybe 14 seconds or so the gap they had, but then you could throw a hat over the other guys, absolutely flat out. Johnny Greer's worth a mention as well, like in that C3 rally too for the first time on proper tarmac stages with very limited testing. The events that he'd done before that were our field type events. As I said, you know, it's a gutsy thing to go into that first stage committed. And unless you're pinned, you're going to be left behind. As you know, if you're if you're 10 seconds down at the end of the first stage, you, you drop your head, everybody else has got their tails up and it's hard to recover from that. But I thought yeah. he did brilliantly, you know, and just a really sad end. You know, I think there was three seconds between him and Marion getting into the last stage, and he just spun flat into exhaust, and the car died. He couldn't get out. So frustrating. But uh, we will do more uh, on 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 Irish tour in the not too distant future. But Trev, uh, believe it or not, that's that that's us for this week. We're, we'll we'll all be back together next week. We're going to put the band back together. Brilliant. Yeah. So there you go. So you going nurse. Um, I reckon still a hangover. You, you're, you're, you're saying it's a cold, but whatever it is, you go and nurse it, mate. Uh, and folks, we'll be back after this break. This is Absolute Rally. Absolute Rally continues to be partnered by the Kielder Works team, who remain fully committed to the sport and are pioneers of the latest technology. Kielder cordless tools are tailored for all forms of competitive action. Go back to the future with the Kielder Works team. Welcome back to the next section of Absolute Rally. Uh, old mate of mine, friend of the show, um, various other things, but just turns out to be quite a, quite a good co-driver. Well, a damn good co-driver at that. And he was back last weekend uh, on the Northwest stages alongside friend of the show, Chris Ingram. Craig Drew, welcome back to Absolute Rally. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Ah, mate. It, listen, it was one. I was up there to see you, and I can't remember the last time I'd actually seen you face to face. And we've just been talking about this. Uh, Chris Ingram's getting younger. You seem to have stayed the same age. I'm looking particularly haggard. So I don't know what we're doing in our lifestyles that are different, but I need to take some tips from 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 you as a crew. I think as much as anything. Yeah, well, I yeah, I don't think it's any good for my ego co-driving for somebody who is effectively a part-time model as well. And um, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm. I know that I'm always going to look terrible in photos and I'm always going to look like I'm his dad rather than his co-driver, but um, I'm definitely feeling definitely feeling older after every rally. It takes a little bit longer to get out of bed the next day with a sore neck and a sore back, but uh, but yeah, we're still we're still alive and kicking. That's the main thing. Uh, I do, mate, I mean, take it as a compliment that it's his dad as opposed to anything else because that could be completely misconstrued that you, you're obviously trying to lead him astray. So look on the bright side. <laughs> look on the bright side of that. 
But That's it. I wanted to check in with you as much as any. One, because obviously we spoke on the event and I, you know, I thought, you know, it'd be great to have you back on the pod anyway. But um, this, that you know, we went through this period um obviously a couple of years ago now which we we all forget where kind of rallying came to a grind and standstill you know lots of people kind of fell by the wayside unfortunately both yourself and david's program over in you know the american rally championship and stuff like that and you kind of think well you know uh, that's probably it you know they've all had a good run and everything else and you know you know when they come back but in in many ways it's kind of been a little bit of a renaissance for you over the last 12 months and and i suppose this is this this is continuing on yeah i mean like to be honest, during uh, during lockdown, we finished with Subaru at the end of 2019, and obviously we had the COVID uh, pandemic start at the beginning of 2020. And I, during the, during lockdown, I did have a sit down and an honest uh, conversation with with my fiance about whether that was you know a good time to call it a day and move on to something else, and you know learn a new skill or move into a different you know area of business. Um, and I was quite comfortable with that really, but. When I actually got the call from uh, Oliver Solberg to do um, Finland back in uh, back in August, it really kind of reinvigorated my spark for rallying. Um, and I feel like now, probably because I missed it for a couple of years, I feel more enthusiastic now about rallying than I have probably for a good four or five years. So, um, you know, this, this program now with Chris in the WRC2 uh, for me has come at just the right time and I'm absolutely raring to go. So, yeah, definitely the love for rallying is back and I uh, just can't wait to get back into Croatia now. So how did it come about, you, you, you hooking up with Chris then? Because, you know, it's I'm always fascinated by this because, it, it, you know, there isn't effectively a rally tender, is there? You know, it's not like somebody swiping <laughs> right. So <laughs> how, did it, how did it come about? Because I don't know how whether you knew Chris beforehand or what. what just, just, just explain that to us. Yeah, well, you know, we were talking earlier about feeling old and, and time going on. And, I, you know, I, I used to compete against Chris's dad, John, um, quite regularly in the BTRDA Championship. And I remember Chris being at these events as a young kid and he was he was mad into, you know, videoing the events and putting videos on YouTube. So I've always kind of kept in touch and followed along with what he's been doing over the years. Um, but long story short, um, it was just a, a random Friday night a couple of weeks ago. I got a message from uh, Nick Alsmore, who I've also co-driven for and knows Chris well. And he said, oh, I don't know if you've heard, but Chris and Ross have gone their separate ways, which I didn't know at that time. Um, and it w- is it something you would be interested in? So I think sort of Nick acted as kind of a intermediary between the two of us and, you know, kind of asked if I was interested, then spoke to Chris and you know, like I said, long story short, Chris got in touch with me, and we we came to a came to an agreement. Which is, you know, which which which, which is nice. So so basically, Nick Ellsmore is a pimp. That, that yeah, you, you, that, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, you, oh God, that you're <laughs> you're you're doing his ego the world of good by having that. Just just him being mentioned on this interview, he's gonna be he's gonna be dining out on this for years. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Um, <laughs> it it's it's you know, genuinely, it was great to see. Uh, both you and Chris in service you know you do bring uh you know I said it flippantly before we started but you know there's always a smile you you, you don't seem to get stressed about it and I think what really brought the home and what probably a lot of people got onto over the weekend obviously apart from the you know pretty much dominating every stage there was there was one particular moment which uh, <laughs> which is it's been well documented now on video I've seen it a few times even Chris sent it to me on Sunday night bless him uh, and, and that video I said that's the moment where the seat sucks your bum up it oh, is, yeah. definitely yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, so we had a bit of back and forth on that but just watching the in car I kind of forgot how distinctive your delivery is and that's meant as a compliment by the way um, because 
it almost seems like it's in slow motion. And Chris isn't right. obviously moving in slow motion. And and even when that moment happened and you know that that level of just serenity I think is so understated and so people don't tend to appreciate it until they really see something like that happening. Just notice that, you know, I don't think your heart rate changed at all, all the way through. I'm, I'm pretty much guessing. You you tell me, though. No, I mean, I, I, I try to, I mean, generally in life, I'm pretty relaxed, pretty calm about a lot of things. And I've always just lived by the, you know, the mantra that, you know, panicking doesn't make anything better at all. Um, and I'm very competitive when it comes to rallying. And as soon as the car went sideways and we started to slide, I wasn't worried about, hitting anything or damage, my immediate thought was, oh, damn, we're losing time. That was just my immediate thought. Like, oh, we're losing time to, to rivals. But, you know, any time you have an accident in a rally car, it's just true what people say. I'm not saying nothing like your life flashes before you, but everything just seems to slow down and just go a lot, you know, you can get time to think about these things. And when you watch it back on your onboard video, you think that slide didn't last even half the time what it felt like when it was actually happening. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's just important. I think it comes with experience as well that you just, you know, I've had moments in rally cars before and the calmer you can be, uh, the better it is for, for, for everybody. So it's just a case of just uh, just regrouping and, and just getting back on it straight away. No, it's great. It's, it, it, I, I genuinely, I'd forgot, as I say, because I watched the on, I watched some of Chris's onboards, and obviously I remember your onboards from 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 David. So there is just this kind of. I, I, it's obviously the accent. There's obviously a twang there, but it just seems so perfectly clear. In fact, your pace notes are a lot clearer than when we're having a conversation. I think that's. <laughs> <laughs> do, you want, do you want to do the rest of the interview in like a really slow yeah. rally style? <laughs> so, um, I, so I'm, I'm guessing then this is it then for the year, WRC2 with Chris? Yeah, yeah. So we've got six round uh, programs. So he's obviously already done uh, Rally Monte Carlo. Um, but we've got six more rallies starting in Croatia um, in three and a half weeks or so. Um, yeah, so so the aim for Chris this year is to win the WRC2 Junior title. Um, there's obviously the overall WRC2 title, but there's also a WRC2 Junior title, which is his focus for this year. Um, <clears throat> don't have a massive, massive amount of backing. He's got some very, very good loyal sponsors, but um, basically next year depends on this year to a certain degree. So hopefully we can have a very good year this year and then and then throw more at it next year to go for the overall WRC2 title. Fantastic, fantastic. So, just take us through. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing all the, the, these six events are going to be is new for you as well, which is which is equally exciting and for me quite daunting as well. How how do you approach it, Craig? Yeah, I mean, you, people people say about my experience in rally, and I have been around rallying for quite a long time. It's, it's 18 years now, but I don't have a massive, massive amount of experience in the WRC itself. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I spent so long in America. Um, if it, you know, it came to American rally and I kind of know it like the back of my hand, but all the WRC rallies that we're going to be doing this year are going to be new to me. Um, I just, I've always just been, you know, if you fail to, uh, if you fail to prepare, then be prepared to fail, you know? So I think as long as I, as long as I do my homework correctly, obviously it helps that Chris has done these events, uh, most of these events before as well. So we're constantly on the phone talking and just because obviously it being a new partnership and, the pace being so fast in WRC2, um, we just need to, you know, be very, very methodical in our approach and just, you know, just take it event by event um, and just build our partnership up as best we can. And, you know, 
Northwest Stage is brilliant preparation. It's really good to get an actual event under our belt before we go to the first WRC2 uh, rally together. And, you know, no disrespect to anybody that we are racing against last weekend, but the level in WRC2 is so high that just all these tiny, tiny little bits help. And you just need to be absolutely on it on every stage. So I think with the right preparation, we can certainly improve our pace this year and, and try and fight for some wins. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, listen, mate, I just wanted to reach out to you, get you on, and, you know, let, 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 let's talk more often now, Craig. Let, let, let's rekindle that, 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 that once fleeting romance that we had in the back of a service truck, so to speak. Uh, I, I mean, I, I could talk to you every day, mate, and never get bored. <laughs> so, you, you just honestly, if ever you're feeling lonely or down or whatever, or just want to, you know, I, I don't know do you, breeze about anything. I, I don't know if you remember, you gave me a pen in service. Now, I'm treasuring that pen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That pen's on Do my desk. Do you under your pillow? Just don't tell anyone, mate. <laughs> Just don't tell anyone. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. Mate, you're a ledge. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, and uh, genuinely, let's, that. let, let's catch up with, let's catch up with you and Chris, uh, maybe in a couple of, a couple of months time and, uh, check in with you anyway. Folks, uh, we'll go to a little break and then we're going to be back from the, with the boys from the DNA Rally Podcast. Hi everyone, this is John Desborough, commentator and presenter on the World Rally Championship. I'm hoping you've seen my debut novel, Breaking Point. If you haven't, check it out on eBay. It's a roller coaster ride of deceit and blackmail from a golden age of the WRC. And like a good rally, it starts fast and gets faster. Breaking Point, by me, John Desborough, on eBay now for $7.99. Welcome back to the next section of Absolute Rally. Right, a little bit of a treat um, for us because. Um, I can remember 12 years ago when I did our very first podcast, rally podcast rather. It was a bit of a barren landscape, it has to be said. We, we kind of had it. We, we, we ran a mock, it's fair to say. Um, there wasn't many of us. Um, and then we had a little bit of a break. And then, of course, we came back seven and a half years ago uh, originally with Total Rally. And then obviously we changed our name to Absolute Rally. And then all of a sudden, there just seems to have been lots of other podcasts, which is great. I'm not one of those people that is, 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 is anti more podcasts. I'm more than good for it because it means I've got something to listen to as opposed to listening to myself. And I'm not that <laughs> self absorbed. So it means I've got content to listen to. And one that I've really, really kind of picked up on recently is only a few episodes in and there's a new one about to drop is Rally DNA. And the reason why I like Rally DNA is because it is quite literally, it, it gets into stuff which, um, uh, geeky is disrespectful, but, um, it's, I don't think there's a better way for it. I'm going to introduce one of the, one of the hosts first and foremost, Jamie Arkell. Welcome back to Absolute Rally Coach. You've been with us many, many times before. Yes, it has been a few, isn't it? Thanks very much for uh, for inviting me back on, Tony. No, that, that's fine. And your 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 sidekick co-host, um, <laughs> I'm sure it's an equal partnership. Uh, Killian Cronin, welcome to Absolute Rally for the first time. Hi, Tony. Thanks for having us on. Hey, listen, no problem at all. I'm going to come to Jay first, and then I'm going to come to you, Killian. Um, Jay, and um, in all seriousness, obviously, we, we, it, it, it it's it's quite a, 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 a as I say, I joked flippantly about being a barren landscape and all of a sudden now that there is lots of things but we all seem to do different things which is great um you your your passion has always been um i suppose the the, the more obscure sides and the obscure cars and things like that and i'm guessing 
this the rally dna is the podcast and please do search it out folks I'm, I'm guessing this kind of does this this is like all your christmas's birthdays coming once being able to do a podcast which is am i being disrespectful calling it geeky first and foremost by all means wrap me on the knuckles I think you're bang on the money with geeky. I mean, perhaps uh, dedicated to the minutiae, perhaps, of rallying. You know, I call oh, that the, word. Gran- <laughs> the granular detail. Um, but, uh, you know, Killian was the driving force behind the idea. Uh, and, and you know, I, I just came aboard. Um, and it's, as we say, it's only uh, three or four episodes old at the moment. Um, but, yeah, we thought we'd better jump on the, the rallying podcast bandwagon, uh, <laughs> along with most other people. Um, but, you know, hopefully we've managed to, or hopefully we're in the process of carving out our own little niche, as it were. Um, that's not to say we're not going to deal with, with successful, more mainstream rally cars and projects at the same time. Um, in fact, we started off with, um, with Richard Brown of uh, one of the Volkswagen Polo engineers. Uh, so, you know, quite a successful rally program as far as they come. Uh, I, well, and, and that was Megan and Killian. I'll, 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 I'll bring you in. What was, what I suppose, what was in your minds? Well, I was going to say mind's eye, but it's not. It's a podcast. It must be mind's ear, really, mustn't it? But, um, I, I really, really, really enjoyed um, the Richard Brown episode. I must admit, I, you know, and that was I was so one of those moments where you think, I'm so glad this was a two-parter, um, which is the best. I think that's the the best compliment you can pay any podcast is that when you've got somebody on like that, that the person gets to the end of episode one and there's a relief that there's there's a second part to it. Yeah, I mean, I think Richard did so, so well. I think we couldn't have gotten luckier for our very first guest as well. I mean, such a, a really easy guy to listen to and had so much to say and, and exactly the kind of stuff we, we were looking for uh, for that podcast. You know, I'm uh, I'm very much the kind of guy who starts pulling on the thread until there's no jumper left. And I think really <laughs> Richard gave us gave us all of that and more. So it was it was fantastic to get so much content out of him and, and more than we ever hoped. Well, again, it's just 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 going back. So obviously, Jamie, Grace, as you pointed out, obviously this was this was your kind of this was your idea. This is your pet project. Where where did it come from? Because I'm guessing, you know, you, you like as all you, you listen to rally podcasts and stuff. Were you trying to find? It was you know, were you trying to find your own niche, or was this just is this just the part of rallying that 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 ticks your box, so to speak? Um, a little bit of both, I think. Really, I mean, you know, I. You know, Jamie will tell you, I mean, a lot of our rallying-based conversations are very much on the, the, the minutiae and kind of nerdy stuff as well, but sometimes there isn't enough to satisfy the thirst and craving for those those bits of knowledge and those stories you don't always see. And then I say, look, it, it, it's shamelessly self-satisfying in some ways. I know I'm just satisfying that thirst, but also we get to talk to people and get those stories from, you know, a primary source. And um, I started to, to do our best to kind of hunt down some people can tell us those stories that we wouldn't otherwise access. Jay, obviously yeah. you, 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 you do a lot of writing as well. And, and, you know, that opens up a great deal of doors, I'm guessing, to, to talk to people and, and, and kind of, um, I suppose, give you opportunity and, and breathing space to just genuinely have a conversation and, and see where it goes. Is that, is that enabled you to, to perhaps use this format the way you always wanted to maybe do interviews, even in, in printed format? Yes, I dare say. I, I need, I'd be the first to admit that I'd need to, uh, polish up my, my interview skills in that kind of respect because I am so used to just hiding behind a keyboard, um, <laughs> which gives you longer to, to formulate a response. Um, but definitely, yes, it's great to be able to talk to some of the people. We've got some great guests lined up as well in the future. Um, but it's great to be able to sort of talk to people who were there at the time. Quite often, you know, rally programs that I remember 
being super excited about at the time, invariably 10, 20, 30 years ago now. Um, and yeah, it's just great to be able to discuss in the kind of detail that most places, most outlets wouldn't even have time to. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you both the same question and I'm going to, I'm going to let, uh, let Killian answer first. Do you have a moment and I've had this and I've worked in it and I've grown up around it for 25, 26 years now, 27 years, probably nearly. Um, and there's sometimes I feel like I don't want to know yet. I end up knowing stuff, which kind of, re- it's like the magician revealing how the trick is actually done. Is there a little tiny party that kind of thinks, do you know what? I I didn't want to know that. I, I didn't want to know that that person did that or that happened because of that, as opposed to just treating it for what it is at face value. Um, I don't think I've had that moment yet, but I can certainly see that being the case at some point. Or there is there is certain things maybe I don't. I want to leave the mystery to them yeah. as well because it adds a bit more of a romantic value maybe to to certain things. Jay, how about you? Because obviously you, you, you've done this probably a lot more, obviously with, with the written side of things as well. Is the, is the things being revealed where you think, do you know what? I'm glad I know, but I kind of probably didn't really want to know. Um, not really. I find myself, I get, you know, a, a, a sort of an almost sense of, 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 you know, interest from, from learning more about it. And there's always so much more to learn, you know, uh, especially once you delve into the, the oily engineering side of things. Um, perhaps not want to know who was personally responsible for that failed uh, Fabia clutch change in Australia the McRae <laughs> one but other than that I think that's most everything I'd like to, to know more about <laughs> that, that's as, that, that reference is as close to niche as mainstream as what you can get all at the same time because <laughs> most casual rally fans will know I'll that reference that. yet there's plenty of, pl- pl- plenty of the, the diehards but that's an automatic go to so I love it you can you blurred the both lines there well done well done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I think we originally set out to, or the original plan was perhaps to speak to as many WRC engineers and associated personnel rather than drivers, purely because it's it's a, a way of approaching, you know, a car development, let's say, that hasn't been as well trodden, although that has since slightly given way quite early on to various driver interviews. I'm sure we'll we'll talk about a bit about more of that a bit more about that in a second. But you know, Richard Brown was a great starting point. We're certainly going to try and speak to people, more people associated with, you know, actually putting these cars together. Um because it's just such an interesting way of approaching it, we think. I've I I suppose I've enjoyed a little bit and let's say the Richard Brown one and, and some of the stuff that uh, we've done over the years as well, and 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 other people have done. Killian, that um, I did. I'm a little bit anaraki as well sometimes, and there's also a part of me that um, enjoys. Uh, I'm going to kind of contradict myself here. Enjoys the the, the nuts and bolts, um, but also enjoys the elements that there's just some fantastic stories that are incredibly untapped and you know there's, there's plenty of people of course who, who, who do the motor club awards do's and stuff like that even i geez i've done some of those um but this just feels like there's a whole after dinner circuit in motorsport crying out for for, for a platform to do you know to, for, for people to, to to actually share these stories because you know there's a lot of urban myths in rallying 
Um, and you know, a lot of them are true. Let's be, let's be honest. And then, um, but you know, I, I, I guess what I enjoy is the fact that I suppose the, the, the podcast format does allow people that time and that space, um, to, to do an after dinner story, but not having to do an after dinner, I suppose. <laughs> Would you go with that, Killian? Yeah, I think that's, that's probably as, as good a way. Uh, I don't think I could have put it better myself. And yeah, that's it. And I think, you know, the, that untapped stuff there. And I think, you know, I guess we also had on, uh, Marianne Evans said, you know, the same. He said, you can get, you know, we've, we've, a lot of us have heard stories from lots of drivers and a lot of drivers and no discredit to them have very similar stories to tell. And I think, you know, the appeal isn't that there is much more variety and, and untold stories from from more dead engineering and the nuts and bolts side that they just haven't given the airtime or haven't had the opportunity to do so so i think that's really what we want to try and target as much as as in our, it's in our ability to do so so boys it's always a tricky one this jay um you know do you do you reveal the guests you've got coming up in are you running are you running every week are you running seasons how, how are you doing trev loves seasons of course so if you're going to run seasons, Trevor Agnew will, will, will love that. Um, I say that really flippantly because Trev hates seasons, which is why I always mention it at the beginning of every absolute rally. But, um, I, I, you know, what, 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 what kind of format are you running? Are you running every week for a month or how, how's it going to work? You know what? We haven't, I think we've yet to actually decide on that yet. We're basically aiming for, for one a week or at least one a week release schedule at the moment. Um, we slightly dropped the ball on that last week through technical issues, but we do have a very good one coming up in the next few days. Ah, technical uh, issues. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know about those. I know about those. So, um, go on, sorry. so yeah, no, so, so, so basically you're, you are going to be aiming to do weekly. Are you going to do every week until the end of time or are you going to give yourselves a break? If I can give you any advice, boys, give yourselves a break. Yes, there's definitely going to have to be something. I it's already, you know, with it, it's it's a lot harder than it looks. This podcast, Malark, isn't it? <laughs> in terms of keeping the ball in the air and then battling real life elements, you know, that sort of try and take you away from the fun stuff. Yeah, it, it, listen, and 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 it is, and you know, um, officially, unofficially, whatever. I, I would genuinely give give yourselves give give yourselves a break, and if you, especially if you've got stuff in the can as well, um, it, it always takes that kind of it gives you that breathing space and if anything it gives you a re it kind of revigors you as well to come back and go right okay i'm ready to go now otherwise it's a treadmill um and i feel like there's more therapy now for me but um it is like a treadmill <laughs> if you don't give yourself that breaking you know the the, uh, the difference of course with us is that we do a lot of topical stuff as well which obviously is you know it's next week's or tomorrow's ship wrapper some of the stuff that we do um mm -hmm. which always makes it very difficult when you're not timelined on stuff I would seriously consider a fortnight break or, or whatever. And it also, you, what you'll what you'll see, and I feel like I'm doing a I feel like I'm doing a workshop for you now as well. What <laughs> what you'll see when you have that break is your download figures for other episodes will go up. What because you're you're making people you're giving cast people time. No, you're getting mm. you're giving people breathing space and time to catch up. So I you know we we see that we see that quite a lot when we have our breaks where we'll see older episodes suddenly. You go on, you know, I don't know what format you use, and we use Podbean as a, as a host. We see our numbers go up. And I realize now this has gone very much away from a rally podcast for everyone, and it's very much a podcasting podcast. <laughs> so I'm really aware of that. But uh, yeah, uh, in short, have a break. Have a kick-cat. 
<laughs> Thank you. We appreciate the uh, the advice. Seriously. Yeah. No. I could. I can. I can. I can wholeheartedly agree with that, Killian. Um. I'm. Ass- I'm assuming the your this is obviously. Uh, I don't know what I don't quite know what your background is, and I mean that with the greatest respect. Obviously, I you know what Jay's been doing over the last few years. What, what what's your background? Um, well, my background, I suppose, as, as a rally fan and a, and an occasional competitor as well, and you know, a, a definite full time rally nerd. So, um, you know, it's just my passion. It's it's my main passion, my main hobby, and it's just a way for me to to dive deeper into it and get more involved with the sport. It's I don't work in motorsport. Um, you know, I work in renewable energy, so I'm quite far removed from motorsport. Um, so, yeah, it's just a way of me getting more involved. But I think especially after the last couple of years with COVID and stuff, I, I couldn't partake in rallying and everything. And this was maybe a way to to recapture some of that last time with, with the sport as well and, and, and renew and maybe ignite the passion again as, as I took a long time away from it and not being able to access it firsthand. Now, Jamie, Jamie's years belie himself, or Jamie belies his years, because he, he, he definitely, he's, he's definitely younger than me, yet his era is very much around my era. If, if, if oh, it's to be fair, it's not rude to ask him, how, how old are you, Killian? I just turned 30. You've just turned 30. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So are you on the same page? Because, Jamie, you're around, you're, you're early 30s? Um, um, well, that's very charitable of you. I'm 34, so that's blaring the line now. I think maybe early 30s is perhaps stretching things. See, I've got, I've got, I've got 13, 14, 15 years on put the period, to be perfectly honest with you. So, but, uh, obviously, I think our, our, our periods of enjoyment are the same. Is it the same for you, Killian, or are we going to see something slightly more fresher because of your younger years than both, uh, Jamie and I? Um, Probably not, to be honest. Although, despite my, I, I, I do feel like I, you know, if my brain seems to think that I grew up, you know, in the, you know, watching Group A cars of the early nineties, even though, despite that, I only, you know, came onto this world in the early nineties. But I feel like that's more my era. That could be more to do with growing up in Ireland and that we had such an amount of Group A cars competing here. After you know the, the current regs had moved on to WRC, but you know the, the local and national rallying here had was you know flooded with. Group A cares over the years, so maybe that was just the exposure that I had at a young age that leaves me kind of firmly planted in that kind of timeline. Um, but definitely the early 2000s WRC stuff is is my real era of interest and something that I do want to pursue more on, on Rally DNA as well. There was definitely a period of time where it was the only place in the world where there was things such as WRC cranes. So, um, yeah, <laughs> there's, there's plenty of stories behind all the, all the world cars that went to Ireland back in the day. But there you go. Listen, boys, um, thank you for, for joining us. I wanted to kind of just share, as I say, because I enjoyed the first couple of episodes so much, is, is give our listeners as well just a bit of a heads up as well, because I know how difficult this, this wonderful world of podcasting really is. So, um, so uh, Killian, thank you for taking the time, because I, no, I know you're a busy boy. So thank you for taking the time to join us. Good luck with the pod. Thanks, Tony. No problem at all. Jamie, same goes for you. I know you're a busy man as well. Um, are, are we going to announce what, 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 mind you, it is on the Facebook page, isn't it? So I guess we can say your next guest is one that we've been threatening to do for ages. So I'm quite envious, but I'm lo- really looking forward to listening to it. Alistair McRae, what a, what a nice tale is that. Do you want to give us a little bit of background on that? Yes, well, I mean, who wouldn't want to speak to Alistair McRae, right? Um, he, his, his son Max, obviously, uh, an aspiring up and coming rally driver. He 
is and was on the gravel crew uh and we reached out through him first through that way uh and alistair was couldn't have been more accommodating really uh really lovely chap as we expected and then just gave us just over an hour of his time to talk about all matter manner of stuff really um really nerdy stuff lots of group and sierra sapphire content but i won't spoil it uh, wow that. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is specialist and niche i love it can't wait can't wait that you will you two boys will be joining me on my walk uh very very early one morning later this week i can assure you so um just just so you know that's 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 how i normally listen to you anyway so there you go listen boys genuinely really best of luck with it uh open jumps on leaves and bounds folks uh search it on your normal places um where you normally get your podcast rally dna exactly what it says on the tin and uh, we'll be back after this break with uh, a friend of the show Brendan Reeves this is Absolute Rally whether it's the pressures of service or an issue out on the stages, it's vital to have the right equipment to hand. Kielder cordless tools are tailored for the world of motorsport and are being used throughout all forms of competition. Go back to the future with the Kielder Works team. Welcome to the final section of Absolute Rally. Old friend of the show who just hasn't been... I'm trying to think, Brenda, when was the last time you was on? When was the last time you'd been with us, Brenda? Oh, it's probably when I was doing gravel crew for Hayden Patton, I think, in WRC, Tony. Like, it's been a long time, but I probably haven't had a lot to talk about, no, to be honest. No, that's fair. Bren- Brendan Reeves, by the way, if, if in case you didn't know, of course you knew who it was. Brendan, mate, it's great to have you back. Um, and it's great to have you back talking about, obviously... To, you, you, you're going rallying again properly dare I say that word properly because I always kind of go am I am I going to offend somebody when I say properly because you've been doing <laughs> tons of other stuff but you, it's fair to say you haven't been rallying in in what we know is rallying yeah yeah certainly not at the top Australian level I haven't been a, I've been rallying my old slash club rally car Datsun 1600 and absolutely loving it but the fire's always been inside me to get back to top level rallying so we've hired a hyundai i20 r5 um 2018 spec car um but with you know late more suspension um the latest spec engine um it's a really good well set up car so we've hired that from the walkhams down in tasmania and in australia and hyundai supporting me to run the car in the first round so it's in canberra next weekend so we're super excited I was just thought, you you know you've just said the fire has always been burning. I was gonna I was I was gonna kind of come come to that because we all have this kind of crossroads in life, I suppose, where we get to and go. You know, we've had a good run. You know, maybe it's time to focus on other things. Obviously, you've had a, a ton of fun with that. That's which I, you know I love seeing some of the updates on that. It's just it just looks an absolute monster. Check it out by the way if you've not seen it. Go and look at Brendo's Datsun. It's just phenomenal. Um, but um, where you know did you honestly think that maybe maybe that was it. I know you said the fire was still burning, but, you know, it's obviously COVID hit everybody. It's been a couple of years. How did you kind of keep that momentum? Within Australia, uh, we have a really cool customer base where if people have an i30N or now an i20N, Kona-N, i30 sedan in, we run track days, we have enthusiasts come along. There's a heap of passion with these people, and that's what we've realised, you know, they're – they're not your general track person. Most people haven't done a track day before 
And I'm doing a lot of this stuff with Hyundai, and we have an end festival um, each year, and we try and have a special car there or something, and we've got a time attack car. We've got the, a drift bus, which has got a V6 twin turbo engine in a Hyundai iLoad that I drift around the track. And we just do some really cool, fun stuff, but it's all about grassroots. Um, so I've had a lot of passion there with Hyundai probably now for four years, and it's been my dream to get them into gravel rallying. Uh, so we did Target Tasmania 2019 with them, and that was fantastic, but my heart and soul's in gravel rallying. So it's been a lot of work to get to this point, but I'm super stoked that we finally got there. I mean, I, it's, you know, and, and, and again, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's great to see you there, and it's great to see, I suppose, you know, um, another brand. Because, you know, historically for the last, you know, pre-COVID, of course, it was, it was Molly and the Subaru and obviously you had the Bates brothers in, in the Toyota. So, and then everything else was kind of just, just kind of behind them. So to, to, to bring a modern R5 car to the Australian Rally Championship, that must be quite satisfying as well because, you know, it, it, yes, there's been a few sporadically appeared, but, um, they haven't really troubled the top end, have they? No, absolutely right. Like the two Toyotas, uh, you know, a car like your road car, a GA Yaris, so they're built in the, under the AP4 rules um, with a good budget behind them, you know, and good good family pedigree there. Um, then there's a couple of privateers now with some Fiesta R5s. Um, we still have a few Subarus and things like that. And then we have there's G4 cars, which very popular in, you know, Ireland and also over in Estonia and places like that where you have the Evo driveline in a different body shell. So they're starting to get pretty popular. But I think when people have driven the R5s, the speed's nearly instantly there because the development's already done. Uh, so I've, I've really aimed to try and get into an R5 to do a rally, and I've never been able to. Um, so this will be my first time in one. Um, I'm actually picking up the car tomorrow and hopefully do a, a test come the weekend, so I'll know a lot more about the car by then, um, but super excited. And the championship's looking quite strong again, and they've just named, uh, just announced some free-to-air television that's going to have an hour show the weekend after the rally. So that's that's pretty um, you know up-to-date still, and people will be able to get home after the rally, do a bit of work, and then the next weekend sit down and watch themselves on TV, which is pretty cool for your sponsors as well. So all that's helped me get Hyundai over the line too. Um, I, I, another man you mentioned before, who's obviously had very similar struggles um, you're, you're in, in, in that kind of region, of course, is, is Hayden. Is Hayden, is Hayden being helpful in any way? Has he been able to give you any information, obviously, because he's, you know, he's, he's, he's kind of going down a similar route, isn't he, at the moment? He's going back to uh, Rally 2, R5 this coming year um, as somebody you can tap into I'm guessing for for, for as much info as what you can get yeah absolutely and Hayden's about to get a few more phone calls (laughs) because I spoke to him the other day telling him what I was trying to put together Um, and I've pre-ordered some brake pads through him because he sells the Winmax brake pads over in New Zealand and and the car runs them, and I just want to try a different compound. So Hayden knows what I'm up to, and I said, if I make this deal happen, I'll be calling you again because he did, I think it was the 2019 Eureka Rally in this car, and he was very quick in it. Um, he came over and did the APRC round, so I went and watched that rally but didn't didn't have a lot to do with the actual team and the car itself, so I'd be keen to get Hayden's advice because... You know, he he absolutely rings every single percent out of those cars when he drives over in New Zealand and right around the world. And for him to be getting back into WRC2 is really exciting. And 
you know, I, I lived my dream through Hayden there for a little bit when he was doing the WRC and I was doing the gravel crew as well. And I'd sort of settled in, in my goals and dreams that, okay, I'm, I'm never going to get to WRC level, but if I can live my dream through Hayden, well, that's great as well. And, and then all that, you know, ended up great things all have to come to an end, but it's awesome to see him going back again. And, and that gives me drive and passion as well, you know. Good for you. Good for you. you, you you've mentioned um, obviously, you've got you've got the, the the deal for the opening round. Is there options to 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 continue throughout the year with this car? It's come together so late, Tony. Uh, we we honestly haven't discussed any further than this yet. But I would I'd love to think that being the first round of the championship, you know, it's open open to discuss more, but. We just want to get a good, solid result um, and get some exposure for the brand and the company and see where it leads us with the ARC. Seeming like it's um, going leaps and bounds at the minute, strongest entry it's had for a long time. And, you know, pre-COVID, uh, the, the championship was, I'd say, really struggling. Um, and it's really picked up a lot now, which is really strong. And one of the big uh, names that's going to be doing the rally, Shane Van Gisbergen, which two times V8 supercar champion, he's uh, making the switch to come and do the rally in a race talk Skoda. Um, so that's really awesome. We all want to compare um, against Shane and see how we go. And he's a really high-profile driver who's going to bring a lot of spotlight onto this one event. So it's a cool one to be a part of. Race talk, they were the, weren't they the guys who ran the, the, um, the APRC um, team for the yeah. RF Tires team? Have I got that right? Yeah, exactly. So brilliant team, um, you know, Rambo Lane, Lane Heenan and Lindsay and those guys. So great car, great team. So I think Shane will, you know, be really good there. And it's got Red Bull backing. And he did the launch uh, day the other week in Canberra. And he looked very quick in the videos as well. And when he did Jack's Ridge in New Zealand, um, during the COVID and when New Zealand was quite open, he was really quick and, um, when Hayden had an accident, he came through and actually won the event. So he's pretty quick on gravel too, I think. Okay. Okay. Well, as I say, it's you know we were talking just before we started. There does seem to be you know the the, the passion for rallying does seem to be on the increase, and and I suppose you know your challenge is is is, is to keep going, but also I suppose the relationship with Hyundai is so important because you know i obviously we're, we're 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 friends on social media and stuff so i see all the stuff you do for high end eye and you know you, you obviously track days and stuff that you that you mentioned before um the, the the fact of the matter is that that m brand is suddenly becoming you know so iconic so quickly isn't it and i suppose that's what you guys need to really tap into is the fact that you know there's owners clubs there's these things and you know so there's there's kind of like a ready-made fan base ready to go off the shelf almost oh yeah absolutely right and like in in the little time we've had to prepare for this rally because we put it together last minute we've already announced a, a meet and greet so on friday night at the service park uh we're going to go and drive the cars around around a lap around canberra and then come back to service park and we're going to run a free um sausage sizzle and people can bring their i20s or you know i30ns along and come and Meet me. We're going to do a tech talk on the rally car. Um, you know, there'll be free drinks and and a free food. So people are just going to love it. And we're just trying to, you know, it's all about grassroots. So if we can interact with people, that's where I started. I love it. Um, I've worked very hard to make this opportunity happen, but 
without Hyundai, I wouldn't be there. So if we can involve as many customers as we can and just show people the passion and how cool the cars are, it's going to be a great thing. Mate, you have me a free food and free drink. Just, just, yeah. just so you know, I, I, apart apart from travel restrictions, I would have been there. That's that, that that's that's all I'm going to say. Um, who's who's jumping in with you on this one? So I'm going to have uh, Kate Catford with me. So she's been sitting in Datzilla as well. So we've got a really good connection now uh, from working together in that car. Uh, so Kate's a, a surgical nurse, so she's been doing extra shifts for the last couple of weeks so she can get the week off because we, we hadn't really planned this. Um, so, yeah, she's just working her little butt off at the minute trying to get the time free, so much appreciate that. And she's just excited as I am. And, you know, we've uh, got a little bit of advice from Rand and Alex, and, yeah, we're keen as, ready to go. Mega, mega. Is, do you guys have to run on organising notes, or can you make your own notes over there now? Uh, we get to do two passes right, okay. um, at 60 kilometres an hour. So we do a test at the rally on the Thursday and um, we can start recce either Thursday morning or Friday or Thursday afternoon, depending on your testing. And then um, we do half a day Friday as well. And then the rallies Saturday and Sunday. Have you been practising your pace note making? Uh, not yet. I've got to get back <laughs> onto it. Um, I recently did a rally uh, down at Gippsland on notes, and we hadn't hadn't done notes for a while because during the coronavirus, uh, they were limiting your time at rallies and and you know your interaction with officials. So most of the rallies here in in my state in Victoria got changed to just route charts. Um, so I did five rallies last year, and only one was pace noted. Uh, but I absolutely love the pace noted rally more than the route charts um and kate as well um so we're we're keen as to to get back out there but i've i've put so much effort into the organizing of this car and and so on the next week i can start to prepare for the pace note side of it and we've just got a video today of the stages um so that's cool i can start to look through that and prepare for the rally as well which is great Good man. Well, listen, I'm conscious of time because obviously while it's early in the morning for me, it's late at night for you. You need all your rest. You're busy. You've got a rally coming up. You've got pace notes to get ready for. You've got to see whether you still fit into that race suit as well, which is, you know, no pressure. But, you know, we've all we've, we're all guilty of eating that little bit extra at lockdown. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. You're spot on there. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan, listen, mate, it's, it's great to see you back in a rally car. Um, it, it genuinely is, and we'll be keeping an eye on you. And very best of luck, mate, for the event. Yeah, thanks so much. Brendan, yeah, thanks for joining us on Absolute Rally, folks. That has been Absolute Rally for this week. We'll be back same time, same place in your podcast hall next week. Absolute Rally. Powered by the Keel the Works team. Spread the word and download the podcast every week.